Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling great. Are you getting burned now? Yeah, this is team two out of 32. Are you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Should we just end the podcast now? Yeah. We we discussed the Cincinnati Bengals. It was Mm -hmm. exciting. There's really nowhere to go but up, like the least interesting team in the league. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hopefully they win the Super Bowl, and then the fact that we didn't do the other 31 teams won't come back to bite us in the ass. That's true. That's true. People yeah. won't be mad if they win at all. Yeah. But we, we left the last episode, the Bengals episode, on a cliffhanger, so I think we got to get to it now. Okay. Let's go. So, Let's jump off that cliff. All right. So what? So last year we did a everyone drafts two teams in fantasy football, and let's say you have the first and 32nd pick. So you picked a lot of people got the Patriots at one and the Jets or the Browns at 32. Yeah, and it, and it went well. We had 48 people participating. Yeah, we, we had, had three more, different leagues. We had to close we, it out. Yes, yeah. we had three leagues. We had, probably could have filled a fourth. Uh, a lot of people were interested. And I thought it was fun, but we also thought maybe we could do better. So if you have an idea, maybe you already sent it to us. But if you could think of something more fun, especially somewhere where we could sort of get uh, a, you know an infinite number of people involved, even if it's not straight fantasy, even if it's predicting games in a cool way or something, we're all ears for these first few episodes before we decide. Here, let me pitch you something right now, though, okay? Yeah. 32-team fantasy league. Okay. Um, everyone, everyone be, I think you can't not have a quarterback. So I think everyone drafts, let's say, a defense special teams, but that's, that, that's fine. But for QBs and kickers, you draft a team. So you get, like, Patriots quarterback. And if Brady goes down, you also have the backups. You don't have to worry about having zero quarterbacks. But for okay. everything else, running backs, receivers, and tight ends, it's a draft. So we do a 32-team draft. There's still not that much action because half of your roster is, or a big chunk of your roster is already there. Um, you know, so I, I don't think you'd have to like lose a ton of sleep over. Right. So first of all, you said you wanted a thing that an infinite number of people can do, but now only 32 people can. Yeah, do Yeah, 32 it. people. But I think there's only 32 people insane enough to like do this and also promise to. And but by I don't. The way, I, we we don't need another idea. like fantasy football draft like league that takes like tons of time every week. You want something that you know. You can do very quickly. I know, but this is like something no one's ever done before. And also, we could share a team if your issue is like, oh, this is too much. I, I'm you. sure there's been 32 team leagues before. Well, the problem is it's not on ESPN, so it would have to be. But you want to waste Chester your time chart. scouring for like like the very bottom of like the waiver wire. Oh, but here's the twist I thought of. Okay. Oh, here, here comes because the there's twist. 32 teams and ESPN only allows for up to 20. You split it into two different leagues technically. 
So you do a draft with 32 teams, which I'm sure will not be an absolute nightmare. And then there's two separate conferences of 16 teams on ESPN. Once you're split... Anyone, uh, I'm, I'm already down on this idea. Oh, listen, Next. once you're split, then it's two, two totally separate leagues because there's enough t- people there for you to play your full schedule. And then I think maybe anyone in free agency, is, other than the guys who are drafted, are available. So in theory, there could be like two, I don't know, Tariq Cohens, let's just say, because we're talking about the Bears today. Yeah, we should have discussed this off the podcast. No, that's the cliffhanger. People were waiting, and now this is like, what's in the hatch? And maybe it's not great. But if you could beat that idea, which Chester thinks I think any idea could beat it, let me know. <laughs> but let's, let's bring in our guest, and let's talk about the Chicago Bears. Yeah. So uh, yesterday we talked about the Bengals, and the reason we started with the Bengals, we said, was because I had them ranked 25, you had them ranked 16. So there was a gap of nine between your rankings and my rankings. Today, we are discussing the team with the second biggest gap between your ranking and my ranking, the Chicago Bears. Uh, Keeve is all about the Bears this year, uh, although we did a whole podcast where we did nothing but bash Mitchell Trubisky just a couple of weeks ago. Right. We had a yeah. We had a big yeah. Trubisky bashing. I don't know if if is going to come. So to I I have the, I have the Bears at twenty nine. You have the Bears all the way up at twenty one. And uh, as he does every year, back to uh, discuss the Bears is uh, our friend Ari Gleischer. So Ari, welcome back to the podcast. It's great to be back. I have a better idea for your fantasy league where you can include everybody. By the okay. way, let's hear it. And it's yeah. not a lot of work because you want something that you don't like draft players for because mm-hmm. it's really hard to make that happen. You want yes. something that's sort of like automated for you. So you yeah, like and by the way, it could choice. also be a picks league if it's a cool enough idea for yeah. a picks league. So here's my thought. You take like one of the teams in the league. Like usually it's like based on where you grew up, maybe someone who you've liked for a while. And, and you follow that team throughout the year, and then you don't have to worry about any of this. I don't understand why oh, you're trying to like reinvent. What, what do you... No more fantasy football. We've done it. We've accomplished it. Now we're all the way back to just rooting for your team. Just root for your team. Like, what you're mm. describing, you might as well just root for your team. <laughs> what do like, you think of just... this idea, Chester? <laughs> it's a hot take. Yeah. All right, I, so hold on. So let me, let me jump into the Bears' um, discussion by saying the following. I rank them number 29, mm. but I actually wow. think that's sort, of, that's sort of where I think they are right now. But I think that they have an argument for why they could improve. First of all, they had the yeah, hardest Yeah, that's why I rank the them 21. Yeah. My ranking is... You're you're way off on the Bears. I'm just gonna say. Well, hold this on. Right okay, now. so well, I'm I'm just they have the hard they had the hardest schedule in the league last year. Mm-hmm. So, they have an so, average you know, schedule this coming year. Yeah. League so that's schedule. that's true. Their quarterback, you know, as much as we hated on him, I will say this: um, in the last five years, there were eight quarterbacks taken in the top fifteen, or, or before twenty before twenty seventeen. So not including you know Trubisky, like last year's rookies. Of those eight quarterbacks, the only one who did not improve from his rookie year to his second year was RG three, who was injured. Mm-hmm. So I'm open to the argument that Trubisky is going to improve. You know. He he looked better, frankly, as rookie than Jared Goff did, and we saw what Goff did last year. So I acknowledge that although I have the Bears number 29 right now, there is an argument they will be better than they were last year. So, Gleischer, tell us right off the bat, are the Bears going to be better than they were last year? I mean, I think – I think okay, the biggest problem with the Bears is you can say anything about the Bears. The Bears will do blank, and you can't really pick it apart. You can say the Bears will win the Super Bowl. Why? Philly did it last year. Okay. You know, they had the second-year quarterback. They had a lot of other positions that improved. And I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, obviously, but, like, that's an argument to be made. You could also say they're the worst team in the There's no argument to be made for this team winning the Super Bowl, by the way, and I'm much higher than Manchester. No. 6-10, I, 3-13, 5-11. I, I disagree. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I think— who Who's missing it? Uh, the Vikings or Packers? 
Packers. Packers are falling apart this year. And I'm going to say this. Don't be shocked if this is Aaron Rodgers' last year in Green Bay. Because, okay. no. I have been fire takes all over. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you. Yo, can't you see a situation where Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play in Green Bay anymore, wants to play in San Francisco, and they make a Garoppolo for Rodgers swap? And then no, Garoppolo- this is just insane fan fiction. <laughs> and, then, and then Garoppolo ends up uh, what about, Why don't you make a three-way Rogers. quarterback trade? Why don't you get, like, Flacco involved? So. All right. No, because um, be it always works for the Packers, and yeah. Garoppolo would end up being a Hall of Famer, too, and it all work out. But, um, but, yeah, no, I mean, with the Bears, it's just like, yeah, we don't know what Trubisky is. Like, we don't. He made a few throws. They didn't have him throw any passes last year. They were terrified of using him, which is, you would think, not a good sign. But at the same time, they didn't really seem as a coaching staff to take anything that seriously in terms of how to develop an offense. They have a lot of interesting weapons on their offense that they didn't have last year. Um, Allen Robinson is not basically worth necessarily the money they're paying him, but he's a competent wide the segments at all, Chester. Just, just what? Like I don't know what your segments were for the second <laughs> well, team. Fine. It's only your eighth time on the show, Ari. So let's okay. back up a little bit. I thought I'd just talk until it ends. This year. We got all new segments. They're all new. All right, let's okay. start with this. Sorry. Coach confidence rating. Now, this is a little hard because your coach is new, but give us your coach confidence rating. We're going to mess up his name 100 times, but it's pronounced Nagy, not Nagy, right? Nagy. I, I've heard Nagy, but they could tell me okay. one day that I, it's wrong. Okay. Um, what is like, like Charles Nagy, the former pitcher. For no, the but NBA. it's pronounced differently than Charles Nagy. I think it's Nagy or it's, it's different than Charles Nagy, the way sort of the, 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 your default assumption. I think. I and think what's so. Your confidence it's almost ring like on, on not pronunciation, but his coaching abilities. Obviously, John Fox to anybody is a massive upgrade. But what about to Mr. Nagy slash Nagy? Very. I mean, it's very high. I do, it doesn't seem like he's going to be touching the defense at all. So you look at it from there. I'm I'm high on Fangio, and they have like these really interesting pieces. And in Kansas City, when he was the coordinator, and he was actually calling the plays because he started calling them like late in the season, and all of a sudden they started exploding as an offense. Um, and then you see the playoff game where they took a step back, and then it came out later that he wasn't running it. So it makes you feel a little bit better as a Bears fan. I don't know. I think that there's just interesting weapons to do things with. I mean. So you want someone who at least is considered creative, and he seems to be creative. It's hard to judge. So you think, so you think as a play caller, he's an improvement over Dewell Loggins or whoever was called. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. <laughs> how could he not be? Yeah. Like, okay. they, there was a game where they won, and they threw, like, six passes last the Bear, year. The, Robert, Mayer's on the, Robert Mayer's on the ringer had a great stat. The 2017 Bears became the first team uh, in the 1960-plus era, the 32 fans era, to play two games – in which they ran fewer than 38 offensive plays. Fewer than 38 plays on offense twice. That's insane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know what to say. They yeah. I, mean, slowly. I didn't even know like, that had ever happened once, that, t- that teams uh, you know, have like 35 plays on offense. Well, um, they sort of tried to do the Tebow type of offense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And All of these are not arguments in favor of Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, with the, with the Tebow type of offense without the running element. For Trubisky. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, Jordan Howard was actually excellent last year, especially given the fact that they had no uh, threat passing the ball and that they faced such a tough de- uh, tough. No, I mean his know, own running element. Like, uh, part of the Tebow offense uh, is that Tebow could run. Uh, like, Trubis- yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm ruining our segment order now, but, I, I mean, I thought that Jordan Howard was, you know, I mean, if if you didn't care about Tebow. No, it's uh, talk about the running backs. That's he was really, right really now, good. So you're not ruining it. 
Yeah, I like Howard. I'm also very high on Howard in fantasy. I don't know why people are in love with Tariq Cohen. And Tariq, member he, of the Tribe Cone as well. Tariq collapsed <laughs> after like week three. He's a good pun returner, but let's. I, I'm not so sure Tariq. I think they use him differently this year. Yeah. I mean, he he seems you know very much. It, it just seems like they can use him in a bunch of different ways where they're putting both of them on the field, and that seems to be what they're going to do. So it's like he'll have rushes, but he's probably not going to have games where he's rushing 15 times. Gonna no, get he the should ball. never have a game where he rushes 15 times. No, he shouldn't. Break, that's what happens. He'll break by week six. Yeah, or they use him in very interesting ways to catch the ball out of the backfield. Because Jordan Howard, that was his big problem last year. He was really fantastic running the ball. But, I mean, they could have won like two and a half games if he just held on to wide open passes. Um, and he, he doesn't have good hands. Like, hopefully that'll improve. But he dropped some really key balls. And when you but don't like, have wide receivers. does not improve. Running bad yeah. running backs. Just but Terry but Terry Cohn, he can do a million different things. And if they use him in the correct way, which I you know, that sort of goes back to the confidence in Negi. And, you know, you have to believe that he's gonna know how to use him. He had those interesting pieces in Kansas City. Yeah. Let's let's back up one one more second before we get into the nitty gritty of the offense. Uh front office confidence ring. So Pace has now been there for a couple regimes. Are do you have faith in Ryan Pace? No. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, why? Look at what's going on right now with Roquan Smith. So he's the guy. The Bears pick him eighth in the, in the draft, and I didn't watch a lot of college football, but like the little bits I saw, he looked really good. Like he stood out. He's very excited to have him. And there's a contract holdout, and which is weird in football because all the contracts are set, and it's all about his guaranteed money. And, yeah, I, and keep in mind, there's one holdout of of uh, there's of, one holdout, and it's about mm-hmm. guaranteed money and fine print and. It's really frustrating because it's like this argument keeps going back and forth versus like, well, what is the player? Sh- like, should a player have this? What is management rights? Like, does management have to have like, why do they have to guarantee this money? And it's like everyone forgets about the fact that this front office has been here for years now. They haven't come close to the playoffs since this new front office has come in. They've made us an organization. It's one- interesting he got to hire another coach, right? Even yes. though people are excited about the coach well, he, hired. he got to hire another coach because John Fox was sort of hired for him. He didn't really right. have a full say, so mm-hmm. that's sort of the that's Start sort the of the zero t- for for Ryan Page. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, with 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 this organization, it's it's even like the ownership level. It's like if you haven't made the playoffs, you made the playoffs one time in the last ten years. Like, what are you doing trying to like nickel and dime fine print in like one of these? Mm-hmm. These years where you have a rookie quarterback are, like, super important. It either works yeah. or it doesn't, you know? Like, you can get away with, like, good quarterback play and be, like, a real threat because you're paying your quarterback so little. So it's like, why are they nickel and diming on fine print of guaranteed money? It's like the Bears don't make money. Like, Bears make money every year. The NFL makes money every year. And, like, mm. there is no talk about it in terms of obligation to the fans. So it's frustrating watching it from the front office standpoint. I don't know if it's the ownership. Also, if 31 teams are doing something and you're not, more often than not, you're in the wrong. Exactly. Well, in football, that's you could be in the right. And be, but, but yeah. Well, it's can I like, give you a why? good stat before we get it? I want to talk about the wide receivers. But let me give you – so this is courtesy of Warren Sharp and his football preview. Um, uh, so the offensive coordinator is – well, how about this? Nagy was the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs last year, right? Yeah. They ran shotgun for Alex Smith the whole season, basically. 72% of the time they were in shotgun. But 
And the Bears only ran half the time. And when they weren't, they were the most predictable team basically in NFL history. We don't have to rehash the whole thing because they have a new coach. But you, kn- you basically knew what they were doing based on the formation, which is why. Oh, yeah. If they were in shotgun, they were passing. Yeah, and if, if they, they were under Yeah, center. if they were shotgun, they were passing. If they if they were in a, an 11 formation, they ran like 104% of the time. Um, I saw but that. he runs out of shotgun, Nagy. So Jordan Howard, how about this? 6.4 yards per carry out of shotgun, Jordan Howard, last year. So yeah, but if that's in such a, if they did it so rarely, then that's almost because they're only doing it on third and fifteen as a draw. That you know? might be I that might be true, but but uh, he R- had rather than look at the yards rate, per attempt, so look at the success rate. Yeah, yeah, fifty two percent, fifty two percent. Okay, all right, that's pretty good. So yeah, listen, I'm I didn't wake up yesterday, buddy. Um, I did wake up earlier today from a nap though. Very uh, nice. All right, so I'm excited about I am excited about those guys, and and we'll talk about the defense in a second, but also the fact that a new coach sort of gets saddled with the old defensive coordinator is interesting, right? That Fangio got to stay through a second regime. Uh, you don't you don't see that. It happens. You don't see that every day. I want Chester, do you have any takes on the Bears receivers? Yeah, I do have a take on their receivers. Mm-hmm. So here's my take. Uh, the Bears are spending more money this year uh, on, on receivers and tight ends collectively than any other team in the NFL. Well, because they have the best receivers and tight ends, right? Well, okay. So Allen Robinson had a great year in garbage time in 2015 with Blake Bortles, mm. was mediocre in 2016, and was injured all of last year. Yes. Taylor Gabriel, Benny Fowler, and Trey Burton have yet to do anything in the NFL. So while while I acknowledge that this group of receivers can't be worse well, than last year. Well, but you're missing because, two big guys. Well, I mean, last year, Kendall Wright was your number one receiver. He's like the seventh receiver on the Vikings right now. Yeah, well, so, he would be the seventh on the Bears now also. Okay. He'd literally well, be their seventh well, receiver. Okay. Well, okay. So, again, I'm acknowledging the receivers won't be worse than last year. But my hot take is that these receivers are like slot rookie Anthony Miller is going to be the number one receiver on this team this year. That's my hot take. And do you agree with that? Take, uh, do you agree with that? I I think that and he's going to lead the team in receptions. I think it's going to be very much an offense where nobody is going to be good in terms of fantasy oh, value because right. it's one of these I'm offenses already, where nobody's getting a thousand yards, but every yeah. a lot of people. Are I would agree 600. with that, but I, first of all, they gave up a crazy amount for Miller, right? They gave up a, a pick and another really good pick, uh, just to yeah. move up to, to get Anthony but, Anthony Miller. I people are like, I do think it's it's a hot take now that I'm going to say that I I really like the Bears receiving core. But I think in three weeks in the preseason, people are going to be like, oh, this is like the most underrating receiving core in the league. Because you, you haven't even mentioned Kevin White, right? Gre- you know, fifth-year rookie, fifth-year freshman. Kevin White uh, is awful. Like, he is terrible. He cannot run a route. Like, he can't actually run a route. So, so you think, right? And you said this last year, and then he, then he played a little bit, actually, and got hurt, right? But he, you were anti— If I, I remember think... now from last year's podcast, you were anti-Kevin White already. Yeah, well— I, I didn't come in anti-Kevin White. I thought he was going to be amazing, but it's like... No, some, of the, some of the scouts have been super down on, on White, but I, I do think the Miller-Gabriel-Robinson is a good receiving trio, and people... Re- Mike Burton is really underrated too, right? You can't... Trey, Trey, Trey Burton. You can't Trey mention Burton, the wideouts without mentioning the tight ends and the running backs, though. That's that's the thing about it. There's a lot of depth and variation in what they're going to be able to do. Deion Sims is going to catch some balls. Adam Shaheen's going to have, like a three touchdown week, someone's going to pick him up and he's going to be terrible the rest of the year. But he's like another one of these guys, just like a pass catching tight end. There's pass catching wideouts, there's pass catching tight ends, or pass catching running backs. It doesn't really matter what position you're really going to be in. I think they're going to play all of them in different spots. Like, don't be surprised to see Tariq Cohn like running wide on a on route or Trey Burton spending most of his time. Nice amount of weapons. This is not a bad this is not that's what I'm saying. And they have the atrocious quarterback. And they have an offensive line to go with it. Like they'll have time in the pocket. So 
if they could get on the same page. You know, we don't actually know if Trubisky's bad. We know that he hasn't proven anything yet. Did you see and, the thing we did last week with, with or two weeks ago with Sean Fahey when we that, when we saw that he's Florida like what number nine? He has a num- exactly number nine. Look at this loyal listener over he here. Makes, maybe just- he makes he uh, makes he makes the throws. Like that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. like when yeah. you watched he he would attempt six passes of the game. Um, but two of those passes would look nice. um, Another stat I saw was that Trubisky was, his average third down position was third and 8.8, so almost third and nine on average. So they were not in great situations, especially with a not great offensive line. The offensive line to me is is at least league average right now. What do you think about the O-line? I think the O-line's pretty good. I mean, they were left in these positions where it's like, it's hard to run block when everyone knows you're going to run, and it's harder to pass block when everyone knows you're going to pass. And they were competent last year. You there's know, no the, stars, but I also don't think there's, like, a joker on the line either. Yeah, I, and they have depth at each one of their positions. Like, on the interior O-line, there's uh, several guys who can sort of come in. Because these guys, like, you know, who are you working with by week six? It's like, you're not working with your starting starting group there. So they have a lot of depth, and a lot of their guys can play sort of different positions or sort of movable pieces which is like really I like Charles important. Leno Jr. I just love that name. We need more Leno in our life. We don't we don't get enough Leno recently. He's pretty good. He, I mean, he was a guest. He was a guest on uh, WTF today. Really? Oh, That's Charles so. Leno Jr. He's that. Mark Maron has no, an interview. No, oh, Jay, Jay Leno. Leno? Yeah. Uh, you said you need can, more. Leno. By the way, I have not listened to it, but I have like I have like a very strong Jay Leno take. Yeah. Every word he says is a lie. Every word. Wow. Every word. Oh, uh, do you agree? Like every story I've no, ever heard Jay Leno tell is apocryphal. Okay. He, okay. he well, maybe every for story. years I... would do interviews. We would tell the, some random story about like his friend pooping his pants on the New York City subway and then going to the bathroom on the subway and throwing him out the subway window. And there are no bathrooms on New York City subways. It was a simpler the story? time. Hold on. There, used to be, there used to be, though. He told the story 10 times like in, in the 2000s. Okay. Obviously, he doesn't have any friends who are going on the subway in the 2000s. So, like, well, yeah, Jay, Jay Leno was a pathological yeah. liar. That's my hot take. Okay. Now, listen. Uh, now, you heard the podcast. Do you, does that sort of like check with what you heard, or no? No, but he wasn't telling any sort of comedic type stories, really. So, oh, he was like being serious. You're saying? Yeah, they're just. Yeah, Do you like anyway. Jay Leno? L- I mean, I, you know, back in like the Jay versus Kona days, I like violently hated him. Now I think that was probably a little bit ridiculous. Also, I hate, the, I hate the apocryphal story that he never spent a dollar of his NBC money and he only spent his. Oh, that was disgusting. That's not that was true. That, did he say that's not true? <laughs> no, he said he, that's, he says he doesn't spend that money. He only now, it's possible money. at a certain point, like after three years of a $30 million paycheck, it's possible you don't have to like spend the rest. But it's not like there's separate bank accounts. That is well, not the true. Point is he Why wouldn't had it be a separate bank account, though? But I think like, well, I don't, do you I don't have a bank account for your different jobs, Ari? Like, do you have like here is my you know, like like you don't have two different bank yeah, accounts for your two different that. jobs? It makes no sense. But for, people do that. A lot of people a lot of do that. If you're, if you're not don't spending use their it, salary, if you have there's you no have way money it's true for like because he was he's a big stand-up comic, but him playing like the Laugh Factory in L.A. for twenty dollars does not. He was a. 
He was already a, a headliner There's, way before yeah. he got on NBC. Do you know how much yeah, Jay you know Leno was how many, making? How many comedians who don't have television shows have a hanger, a literal airplane what, hanger with 200 What year? What but he didn't have that in day one. That's what I'm saying because about... that money is not possible. By the way, this is such a tangent from Charles Leno Jr. No. There is no way on earth. <laughs> no, I, I, I can't like let it go. I want to audit on Jay Leno's uh, – if, like, if I could do one thing. In the I would – I because being the superstar stand-up comic in 1992 means something that it doesn't mean in 2018 so if you're getting the amount of money he probably was getting at that time he's like oh my god i don't know what to do with so then he gets his paycheck on top of you it i could very no easily way. see him louis ck was a bigger comedian at his prime than jay leno was his prime like was not and louis ck cannot his, afford a hanger with 250 cars especially not now so his his yeah, but hold on, but different. Jay Leno has been playing Vegas for years. Anyways, I don't know. Why that story's apocryphal because of Charles Leno Jr. Let's flip okay. to the defense. Chester, talk about the Bears' defense. Ask him some questions. Look, this Bears' defense was actually really good last mm-hmm. year, I think. Yeah, especially considering we, that they had two games where they didn't have 38 offensive plays. I mean, you realize yeah. the time of possession. Like, and they and they played. They, it's not like it was just their schedule. Like, they played guys. They played teams. Like, they had a stretch there um, in, like, I like to say late October, early November, where their defense was really keeping them in games. They won a couple of games, like where they didn't throw the ball, and then they they stayed in some others against some good teams. Like they they had a game against the Saints where they played really well, and and it's like they had a little stretch there where they looked good, and eventually they ran out of gas by the end of the year because they're on the field so much. But they're a good unit, and there's a reason why. They wanted Fangio to stay and why the defense wanted Fangio to stay and why he is staying is because I think there's a lot of belief that that D can become a top five defense this year. I think the secondary is for sure a top five secondary. Their safety play is so good and it was their weak link for years. And if Kyle Fuller stays competent, which, you know, he showed one good season, then all of a sudden you look at it and it's like, yeah, they're a hard team to throw against. Mm -hmm. Um, and then where's their big hole right now? The linebacker position where they just drafted somebody who they refused to, you know, really settle and make a deal with. Right. Well, the so, Smith thing is, I mean, listen, without Smith, for sure, the pass rush is going to be an issue. The pass rush, even with Smith, is probably, uh, you know, the weakest, one of the weakest links on the team. But they they also played well against the run last year, right? Yeah, that's what's sort of strange about it. Because their outside linebacker play, because Leonard Floyd has not been able to stay on the field as much as you'd want. Their outside linebacker play, when you do these three fours, is really where you get the pass rush, yeah. and that's really where they're weak. Rokan Smith, I don't expect him to be rushing the pass rush much. I think he's probably going to be sort of doing the sort of the Erlacher, even though it's a three four instead of a four three, sort of like roaming and sort of just covering everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, you know, Sam Acho is their other uh, linebacker there. Yeah. Um, the other outside linebacker, he's like fine, but he's yeah, not. Acho he's Floyd, not these guys are, I mean, Lynch is actually kind of good at getting to the quarterback, but in, you know, in small doses, and he can't really. They know, can, but like in very situational positions. Yeah. Um, well, that's the problem with the, fr- if you have a three four team and you don't have like the Von Miller type, and listen, there's like three or four teams that have anybody like that, and that's why the Eagles won the Super Bowl because they have seven guys like that for some reason. Um, it, it's it's hard. Like your secondary is going to be great. You're not going to be able to run on the Bears, but you're also going to have like 12 seconds to throw because they're not going to be able to get to the passer. It's the Jets have a very similar situation. It's very tricky. And that's you build. And that's you, you need a guy like Leonard Floyd. There's no way to find these guys. It's impossible. It's hard to find these pass rushers, and they should be making like 20 million dollars a year. They're actually probably the most under like valued asset in the league right now. There's because there's so well, few you, guys who can get to the quarterback. 
if you believe in the Bears defense becoming a top five defense, and that comes down to Leonard Floyd staying on the field and actually being able to do some of the stuff that they wanted when yeah. they got him I don't th- in the draft I don't think like seven. Happen. What do you think? I mean, Chester? he's he he's capable of it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I have this team ranked 29, so I think that's what I think. I but I, <laughs> yeah. I the more we go sometimes we go through teams and I'm like, oh, this team kind of stinks. Like true listen, Trubisky might be the worst player in the league. And then it doesn't matter that the other 21 starters are really yeah, that, good. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest but issue here. But if he's league average, then this team will be in the playoffs. If Trubisky is no, Ryan Tannehill, this well, team's going to be in the playoffs. But, but, but Akiva, the NFC is stacked. Yeah, well, so how about this? Okay. Well, this if you believe be the NFC is stacked. Team. I agree that they might, like, sweep the AFC and then still miss the playoffs at, like, 8-8 eight eight or something. But this is a... This is a team with tons of good players all over the field, very quietly. Some guys nobody's ever heard of. Adrian Amos is is going to be an all-pro this year, possibly. Nobody on earth knows his name. Probably Amos. And he, and he is, and he might even be the second best of their safeties this year. All right. All right. We're, we have a new segment I've just introduced. Oh, boy. Okay? I'm excited. Okay. I'm going to list the team. You're going to tell me if the Bears are better or worse than that Ooh, team. Ooh, I like it. Okay. okay. You're going to be we surprised. We need a name for the segment, though. Okay, well, I'm going to give you – this is what I'm giving you. I'm giving you Tampa Bay, Arizona, and Washington. Those are three gimmies, okay? Okay. Okay, the New York Giants. Better. Yeah, they're better. Okay. Okay, the Detroit Lions. Better. The San Francisco 49ers. Oof. I'm going to say worse. This guy loves okay. Jimmy Garoppolo. Se- That's why he's making six-team trades to get yeah. Garoppolo. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks. Bears are going to be better than the Seattle Seahawks. Oh wow. Okay. The Carolina you, Are you in Seattle? Am I making this up? I live in Seattle. I think that team is going to be like 4 and 12 this okay. year. That's a terrible team. Oh wow. We got to we got to hear a rebuttal from Grashen later. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Okay. Might not so hear Carolina, a rebuttal. The Carolina Panthers. Bears are better than Carolina. Oh man. So they're in wow. the playoffs. You just put them in the playoffs. Yeah, hold on. I I'm no, putting them yet. in the playoffs. Not yet. The NFC's really good. Not yet. The Dallas Cowboys. Are they going 4 and 12 in Seattle? Oof. I don't know. No, the Cowboys could be good. I'll say worse than the Cowboys. Okay. You haven't said the Washington Green Bay Packers, you already, you already said the Packers. I think better than the Packers. Wow. That's are they going to be the ones? All right, the Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, the Bears are going to miss the playoffs because the Falcons are better. The they'll be, But they'll be there that last well, day on, playing let, the game. Let's just finish. The, the Saints, Saints. The Rams, the Vikings, the Eagles. I'll say one of those teams is going to be worse. See, that's the thing. You have to assume. I don't know which one. But you have to assume that one or two of those teams are going to fall apart. That's true. But we also we already listed seven teams who, even in your very optimistic perspective, you think are better than the Bears. So, so you have yeah. the Bears eighth right now, optimistically speaking. I have you them eighth. Two teams, but two, two of those teams, teams that were good last year are going to fall off, and I'm not going to. But it, like, there's Just, no reason to say Do you think the NFC is like that? Is like the NBA West, not 2018, but like 2015? No. Do you think it's that because big of a difference or no? I think I think that football is just the variance is way too high. You can't just year after year. I understand, but for twenty eighteen, do you think the NFC West, Chester, is just light years ahead of the of the AFC? That, I don't know why I said the NFC West. The NFC is is light. Certainly not the like NFC the West. West. I mean, it seems that way right now, but it's it's all and also it's been that way the last couple of years. It's just the Patriots are so good that they sort of like sway things. Sure. And then you're just like, oh, who's the second best AFC team? Oh, I got five NFC teams above this of the Steelers. Yeah, exactly. It, it's like it's like yeah, the Steelers, the Steelers, the Jaguars. I mean, they're okay, but yeah, there's no one. There's like six NFC teams that are like fighting, you know, right after that NFC South. It's just a monster. 
The NFC South is a monster. The NFC West is a monster. The NFC North is a monster. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. Maybe San Francisco is better than. The I want to do. How about this, like, Chester? You know I mean? For the next podcast, I mean, the East. The East is garbage. Chester, yeah. here's a here's a cliffhanger. We have to do a cliffhanger for every po- next podcast. We're going to open up with um, a division rankings. I w- both of us will rank our divisions from one to eight. Uh, that's okay. The cliffhanger. Um, all right. Let's. Uh, that was a good segment, Chester. Let's do another one. Uh, uh, it's called Top Five Players. We haven't come up with a better name yet. Who are the top five players on the Bears this year? <laughs> this might be the last. Um, I'm not. I, this top five players might die a, a death here. I'm going to say you got both running backs. Oh, wow. I'm going to say Howard okay. Cohn. Okay. I'm going to wow. say. Um, Honestly, if two of your five best players are running backs, then you're not making. Well, unless they're like both Ezekiel Elliott, but they're not. These guys aren't even that great. They're fine. They're both fine. Players. They're they're going to be pretty good this year. I think that Tariq Cohn is going to be their best their best pass catcher. Okay. Is, is he going to lead the team in receptions, Tariq Cohn? I believe so. Okay. But there's going to be like four guys uh, with three catches. And then I'm going to have the two safeties. Okay. Amos and Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then for my fifth, I would have said Rokon Smith. Okay, what about but, Hicks? Uh, and then Akeem Hicks, I would say. I think Akeem Hicks has been very good for a long time. Yeah. The, the, I, the two uh, top 100 here. guys on Pro Football Focus are, are Amos and, and Hicks. The only two guys in their top 100. Um, yeah. But Amos was really high. Amos was 32nd overall, which is insane for a guy that, again, like nobody knows who he is. All right, that's that was a winning segment, top five guys. Who is the weakest link on the team? Who is the one guy who's going to play who keeps you up at night? I think I know who this is. It's not it's not Trubisky. Oh I'm God. high in Trubisky. No, he should keep you up good. at night. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if he's not good, then it, it doesn't mean anything. Right, nothing else matters. That's um, a good point. I, I actually like that. The weakest, me. but if this team is going somewhere, then it's Sam Macho. And or basically just outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Just the inability to get to the quarterback is will will be their demise then if it's not Trubisky. Mm-hmm. All right, I love it. Uh, all right, new segment instead of the roster game for this episode. Best rookie outside your first round pick. Who is going to be the most valuable rookie on this team this year outside of Brokon Smith? Oh, we already did that. Anthony Miller. Anthony Definitely Miller. Anthony Miller. I agree. I think I think Miller's going to have a big year. Wasn't Anthony Miller the name of the Chargers sort of like spindly wide receiver in the early nineties? Chester, he was a good player. No, Anthony Anthony Pig Miller. Yeah, his name was Pig. There was a receiver whose nickname was. There was a, somebody named Anthony Pig Miller. He was like a good player, but I mean, you're I don't thinking think of his, Slim Pickens. Um, I don't think his Anthony Pig, Pig Miller. Miller. Let's see. Maybe that was your Anthony nickname Pig in like the oh, no, that was ba- that was basketball. No, Anthony Pig Miller was a was a yeah. Basketball Anthony Miller was a point guard. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking okay. of Anthony Talver. No, Anthony Miller was <laughs> was a, was a Charger who was Anthony good. Pig Miller five was five the pro. Lakers they drafted and, him in the first round. He made five pro bowls. He was a really good player. Not not super well yeah. remembered, but. Uh, Really good player. Didn't have like a crazy long career. He had a uh, five thousand yard uh, receiving year. The L.A. Charger faithful remember. The L.A. Charger faithful. He had a couple good years on the Broncos also, right before they got really good. Um, <laughs> Keith, would you like to guess where that Anthony Miller is on my all-time receiving? Yeah. Rankings? Okay. So can I look at his stats? He has yeah. five thousand yard receiving season, but he also has he never had below five hundred. So he was really a pretty consistent player. For what eight years? He had, yeah, he had no. He he uh, he had ten years of over five hundred yards. Very really, oh like God. a underrated dude. Yeah, he must yeah. not have a brain anymore, right? <laughs> I mean, you're just saying about any player. What does he do now? I don't know. It doesn't say on his wiki. Played for ten years. He wasn't necessarily a big catch guy. Like, like he must have been killed uh, over the middle. I'm gonna like, say he's. He wasn't a big dude. Chester, I'm gonna say he's 53rd all time. I'm gonna go a little high. Oh come on, that's too high. Are you cheating? 
Are you cheating? No, I don't have your. I went with cheating with what? Do I? Am I lo- <laughs> I'm sure I've sent you this file. Yeah, at some but, point. I, no. Yes, I did not. Do you think it's been opened? I did not. He, it has number, not been opened. He's number. He's number fifty-two. That's insane. That was very, but that's I, but pretty I, I good. Think I, was, I was. He was probably fifty-six. Just because so many, all the old players didn't play as many games he did. He never missed a game basically his whole career. He played ten years. Yeah, the he, over he under on concussions is also fifty-two. Yeah, you're getting. Oh, come on, we, we don't talk about that stuff. This is this is a and no, the league sponsors this podcast. <laughs> League mandated. Um, yeah, yeah. Anthony Miller, good player. Shout out to him, even though there's no so, Chargers fans. So, so will will this Anthony Miller retire as the best? Anthony no, Miller I, he'd have receiver. to be really good. No, is he going to be a top fifty? Was he was the fifty third pick in the draft? He's going to be the fifty third best uh, receiver ever. I don't think so. Yeah, possible. No. Who no has way. more career catches, Anthony Miller or Kevin White? <laughs> I think I'm only like eight short of Kevin yeah, White's career true. catch at this point. No, I, I'm honestly curious how many career receptions Kevin White has. It might be under 10. No, I think it is under 10. He didn't have a big year last year before he got hurt. No, he was out for the season after like the second game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Kevin White. He had two catches last year for six yards. The the, the headline when I Google Kevin White is uh, Kevin White has not earned a thing. Yeah, no, he has 21 <laughs> career catches, right? Because he had 19 before he got hurt in 16, and then he only had two last year. I thought he got injured before the season, his rookie year. No, his rookie you know, This is his fourth year. His rookie Chester. year was 2015. Missed, this is his fourth, fourth year. year? This is his fourth year. No, this is his – yeah, this is his fourth. year that they have this first-round pick. It's amazing. He's played five games. Five games in four years. Wow. He's, he's 26. Receptions. He's not young anymore. He has played five yeah. NFL games. He is old. Yeah, <laughs> he does have eight first down catches. Oh, okay, I mean we're really, uh, we're really so uh, when you think about it. I mean, people say NFL contracts are guaranteed, but he signed a four-year, fifteen million dollar deal, and he got it. <laughs> like he is, he, <laughs> he is going to earn unless he gets. I mean, is it one hundred percent? He makes the team. No, and they already no. declined his option uh, in the off season. Which uh, I mean, what happens if what yeah, happens they, if he becomes like the best player in the league? Um, it's dumb. not a worry. Can you imagine if he like if, if he just signs like a hundred million dollar deal if he's like the, you know the best player, the best receiver in the league? Then the then good for him. Yeah, I agree. Because that guy literally cannot run around. Mm. Like he just can't. He doesn't know where he's going on the field. And it's like that was in year four. So yeah, yeah I, I guess that's true. But year five, not not a great pick. Yeah, I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna say that's a that's a bust. All right, Chester, we have any more segments to do? Not really. What about prediction? Uh, Ari, we're going to see you like, uh, or I'm going to see you in New York in the next week or two, aren't I? That's true. I'm coming in this week. Because I have, I have a date. Yeah. What do you, what's going on without me? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that's a that, that's that's a, that's a new segment. Uh, what's going on without guess. Akiva or planning things for New York activities? <laughs> they both work. They're both, uh, I'm sure, winning segments. Yeah, lots of relevant, uh, very relevant to lots of listeners. I don't know. I mean, I, I appreciate your confidence in this team. I just don't see there's, the NFC is stacked. It's my thought is that there's just as reason, as much reason to say that they're going to be the 29th team as being, like, the seventh team. Like, it's there's such a high variance with the team because you have no idea how competent or incompetent the quarterback is. Yeah. No, and that's totally true. And, and again, I think that Carson Wentz and Jared Goff last year are proof positive. Wentz had, a, had an okay rookie season. Uh, Goff had a garbage rookie season. And the next year, they were both basically MVP candidates. I do, I do like about the Bears this year is that their primetime schedule is perfect for me because it's at the beginning of the season when I care. They're playing the Packers. They have the Seahawks. So obviously people from here, you know, like there's, it, there's a little bit more engagement. And then they have a Thanksgiving game. So already off to a great start. 
Yeah. Uh, Mike Glennon, he's gone, right? Isn't he? Um, where is he? I think he's in Arizona. He's in Arizona. He's yeah, he's going to be the third string. He's playing? He's a third stringer. Yeah. Glenn now played so for before, before, before the draft last year, he signed a big, fancy $15 million contract with the Chicago mm-hmm. Bears. A year later, barely having touched a football, so you can't really blame him. It's not like he did anything. No, he was field. bad. I mean, he was better than No, he, he was really bad. It, I mean, but he was, he was, Mike Glennon wasn't bad. Mike Glennon was Mike Glennon. Right. That's what you paid him right, $50 right. million. Yeah, it's not for. his fault. Right. But that, yeah. was, that was a fireable offense from Pace. Oh, yeah. I would say so. I if, mean, if it, something happens, if it's like, it's like the Scott Casimir thing or the Rick DiPietro contract where it's like, if everyone is just aghast when the trade or this contract signing happens and, and like everyone's like, oh, there's a, or, or the Christian Hackenberg draft pick, like. Everyone knows universally this has a zero percent chance of working out, and it doesn't. I think that you have to get fired for that because Glenn and everyone. Well, like, the what? the argument. So I'll make. Like, I don't agree, and I think. Well, I don't think that that pace is very good. But at least if he could make the argument that I paid him fifteen million dollars because we weren't paying a quarterback anyway, it was a one year thing, and then we could just get rid of him. There was no more guaranteed money on there, and I had a choice: either I was going to have um trubisky be the backup behind cutler and cutler is going to be teaching him like all he learns about the nfl or i have someone who seems like a normal human being and i'm going to put him in the same quarterback room every day with cutler he seems like a normal human being or cutler with uh trubisky so he seems like a competent human being i'm going to go with him and that way i could say trubisky isn't going to play throughout the year and then when he plays early and he doesn't look that good i could say well he wasn't even supposed to play this year which is why they paid Glennon $15 million. It was so that they gave them a little bit of cover and they had basically another coach slash I, My, my take is that the more I think about it, I think almost no rookie quarterback should play until like the little second to last game of the rookie season. I, I disagree, though. You need them to kind of be bad their rookie year because it's such an advantage. I think being advantage. bad, like Couch, Leaf, some of the real bus would tell you that being bad just like ruined their career because they're people and they just thought like, oh, wait, do I suck? But if you put them in a position where it's like, all right, we're going to improve the offensive line and like he's going to watch for 14 weeks. That's why I think, spoiler, like it's going to be a mistake when the Jets uh, start Donald week one. So then do you think it's good to just do what the Bears did? So then then maybe it is good what the Bears did, which is like we are going to put him out there. Yeah, they had the right idea. They just had someone so bad that like the fans were vomiting on the field and they had to bring in Trubisky because Glennon was so Glennon-y. No, but I'm saying that what happened with that maybe it's good to have the quarterback out there so they can pick up the pace of the game mm. because it's a lot faster. Everyone always says it's a lot faster when you get to the NFL. Yeah. So maybe you just need to basically not just watch. You need to be playing the game. Listen, it also they, depends on the guy, right? And they know the guy because, like, Goff was so bad. If Goff was smart, he would have said, like, oh, there's no chance I'm going to be good at a quarterback. But then, like, he shouldn't have been listening to nerds like me. He was fine, and he ended up being great even though he was – I think Chester, he was worse than Trubisky, right? Who Goff. was? Was Goff, Goff worse than Trubisky? Yeah. Goff's sure. first year. Yeah. So I mean, then, well, he played yeah. less games. Play, yeah, but, uh, but you know, and Goff is fine. So maybe Trubisky. Remember, I didn't like Trubisky last year. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely nervous about him, but I do think there's a chance he ends up being good. I think there's reason to believe that he's good. And there's also reason to believe that even though it got the coaches fired, that it was a good idea for him to not really throw the ball last year because he didn't destroy his confidence. And now he knows the pace of the game better. And the whole thing about the Bears is it seems kind of crazy because it's like this quarterback is so young. We know nothing about him. But if everything did work out, their best chance at doing something really good is next year when you're paying this quarterback who should be good, 
hopefully, if you're right. You're paying this quarterback a rookie contract, and you have all this cap space, and people want to play with a team that has the potential for a winner. So that's sort of what you need to bank on if you're a Bears fan like I am. Mm. All righty. I think we're good. I, I, I enjoy having uh, Gleicher on the podcast uh, every year, Chester. Yeah. He's good. Yep. He's good no, guest. I think the listeners do as well. Yeah. Not sure, but uh, I mean, this is what we do every year on this podcast. We have guests come from bad teams and be super confident. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm usually not as confident as I am. Did you I'm give us a record confident. prediction? Um, I didn't. I'll say what the hell, ten and six. Ooh, ten and six, ten but missing ten the playoffs. Six. You're really buying into the NFC is like impossible. I I believe I'm, I'm buying into the Packers being very bad. Listen, if you're ten and six, you you make the playoffs. And 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 just out of curiosity, is your argument there? Is Aaron Rodgers playing sixteen games? I think he's playing at least 12. I think the rest of that team is just bad. Well, then they lose the other four, so it's not great. He's got to go 10-2 and two then. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, from your mouth to God's ears, obviously, because, you know, uh, there's nothing better than seeing the Packers lose. You, so. uh, just yeah, from, your hatred rings, I mean, it's pretty easy, right? Packers one, Bears two, Lions three. Chester? I mean, no, I would say it's Packers one, Patriots two. No, Actually, in no, the no. division. I'd say it's just Patriots in the division, one. In the division. Oh. Yeah, because who cares? Yeah, who cares about the ones? But you're saying you hate the Patriots more than you hate the Packers right now. I, I the Patriots are one. I would say the Giants. Do you hate the might Patriots more two, than you actually. hate like the Yankees or the Red Sox or teams in other sports, the Warriors? Um, yeah, yeah, I would say I hate the Patriots more. Let me see. I hate them more than an NBA team. Patriots are the I worst. Gleisher, no, and what, the are worst. Your, hate, your, I, what are your I, NFC North uh, uh, rankings, Gleisher, in terms of hatred? Packers, Vikings, Lions. One. Yeah, I mean the Lions are just way beyond. Yeah. The Lions yeah. are nobody's rival. Nobody cares Maybe about the like Lions. The Detroit Tigers. I thought Chester, yeah. you might have some lion hatred in there, or some lion rivalry, because you can hear about them. You have Detroit people. Ah, no, because they've just they've been irrelevant for so long, and Detroit people don't care about them. They care about yeah. college football. So, Ugh. all right, I'm, I'll put yeah. col- I hate college football more than the Packers. I'm gonna say you hate college football. Hate college the whole football. sport. Stupid. The whole That's sport. That's a weird take. <laughs> okay. On that note. <laughs> All right, Clark. Uh, thank for you. Us. Uh, terrible luck to your Bears this Worst year, luck. except when they play the Packers, yeah. I guess. But and also, I we have to root against Trubisky because otherwise that podcast becomes unintentionally like one of our worst moments. And then Sean yeah. Faye can not come on the podcast and collect. Yeah. <laughs> He'll at you. Bye. I will talk to you later. All right. Talk bye. to you. We live on front porches and swing life away. We get by just fine here on minimum wage. If love is a labor, I'll slave till the end. I'll cross these streets until you hold my hand. I've been here so long, think that it's time to move. The winter's so cold, summer's over too soon. Let's pack our bags and settle down where palm trees grow. I've got some friends, some that I hardly know. But we've had some times I wouldn't trade for the world. We chase these days down with talks of the places that we will go. We live on front porches and swing life away. We get
I'll show you mine. You show me yours first. Let's compare scars. I'll tell you whose is worse. And let's unwrite these pages and replace them with our own words. We live on front porches and swing life away. We get by just fine here on minimum wage. If love is a labor, I'll slave till the end. I won't cross these streets until you hold my hand. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.